everyone, it's Carol, and welcome to Speakerman Speaks Retail, where we navigate retail from now to next by tracking my latest retail trajectories and through interviews with experts who help us chart the course, always with tactics and takeaways for wherever you play in retail. This is always such a crazy time in retail. We get through the holiday shopping season, we snap our heads around for a quick look back, then we plunge right ahead into the new year. And we've got the big events that always pop up in January, like NRF and CES, that really help set the tone for the rest of the year. I missed NRF this time. I was speaking in Toronto, one of my favorite cities, but I kept up with the buzz through platforms like Retail Dive, Retail Wire, and Rethink Retail. All three are near and dear to me. In 2022, I enjoyed serving as a subject matter expert on several Retail Dive webinars. I'm a longstanding member of Retail Wire's Brain Trust, and I was honored to have been chosen once again as one of Rethink Retail's top retail influencers. So I'm really looking forward to contributing to all three platforms. And if you don't already, I encourage you to follow them because between the three, you will be up to speed on all things retail. I also kicked off the year with a redesigned website. As my services, content contributions, and partnerships became so much more diverse, it was definitely time for a refresh. Everything's now in its proper place. The site's super easy to navigate. It makes everything easy to understand and act on. So check it out at speakermanretail.com and let me know what you think. So as we leap into 2023, I'll start by saying that so many of my retail trajectories lit up last year, and they'll be burning bright well into 2023 and beyond. But one trajectory easily shot to the top, and it really is an umbrella for so many of the others that I'm tracking. Simply stated, the store is still the core. Or since we're still at the beginning of the year, I'll put it in prognosticating form. I'm calling 2023 the year of the store. Sounds like a simple statement, but there are a lot of moving parts and new motivations behind it. The fact is, after years of investing in digital, and in some cases playing a frantic game of digital catch-up, retailers and brands are swinging attention back to their bricks big time. Yes, retailers will fold. Some brands are going to pull back a nub after they dare to attempt to hang a shingle. All of that aside, so much of the action will still land in brick and mortar. Let's talk about why and what it might look like, and also some of those trajectories that will be propelling the year of the store. In episode 35, I talked about the wholesale heyday, how despite the fact that brands like Nike and Under Armour are going direct to consumer because they can, many more brands and retailers are leaning into wholesale again because they should. Now, how does that boost brick and mortar? Well, it may not increase actual store counts because the brands are leveraging existing stores, but the year of the store isn't just about having more stores. It's about how stores have popped to the top again as a priority for brands and retailers. Not that long ago, plenty of brands were making online-only deals with retailers. In many cases, they were just buying into the myth that digital was going to take over the world and that brick and mortar would become irrelevant. But with the wholesale heyday in full swing, good old-fashioned store placement is once again a top goal and a major scale builder for brands and retailers. In some cases, wholesale deals are becoming a lifeline for ailing brands like Peloton. We know that Peloton's a digital-first fitness brand, but they hooked up with Dick's Sporting Goods for shopping shops last September as part of their big turnaround strategy. But even retailers like Gap and Claire's are seeing wholesale as a next-stage scale builder. Gap continues to expand its partnership with Walmart for home goods. And at the end of last year, Claire's made a deal for shopping shops within Macy's in 21 locations. 
Claire's installed its own fixtures, curated the products, and even brought in its own staff. On top of that, Claire's made sure that the shops will be in Macy's best doors. That's a pretty sweet deal that makes it really hard to justify opening more Claire's stores. Back in the day, Claire's had a massive physical footprint. But here's the thing. Claire's is also expanding its distribution with Walmart to 2,500 stores. So that backs up my years-long trajectory. It really is an evergreen that ubiquity is the new exclusivity. Brands are free to roam these days. They don't have to pay as much attention to those old restrictions around selling to mass and class. Through this wholesale heyday, they gain instant access to new customers. The CEO of Draper James, which is the brand that Reese Witherspoon started, she used an interesting term. She talked about audience acquisition as one of the benefits of their deal with Kohl's. She didn't say customer acquisition, although, of course, that's part of the plan. But the term audience acquisition is so interesting because it speaks to the fact that the Kohl's deal will bring a new audience to the Draper James brand. That means somebody might buy a Draper James dress at Kohl's, then continue the relationship by buying directly from the main collection on their website or at a Draper James store. This is yet another reason why brands are hopping on the wholesale heyday train. Wholesale builds bridges to -to direct-to-consumer. They're not mutually exclusive. And it's another way that the year of the store will take shape and take off. So the year of the store doesn't hinge on more stores opening, but it doesn't mean we won't see a surge of store openings in 2023. Some of the big guys have slowed down store growth because they've got mature businesses in digital and physical retail that just don't justify a big brick-building blowout. Plenty of others are going to be an exception. And here, I would really call out dollar stores and Dollar General in particular. They actually reported double-digit sales increases for the third quarter of last year, but without the profit dips that plagued so many of their competitors. Profits actually rose 10.5%. But here's the kicker. For fiscal 2023, Dollar General has about 3,100 real estate projects planned, and that includes more than 1,000 new store openings, 2,000 remodels, and 120 relocations. Dollar General is such a great example of the convenience craze I talked about all last year. Convenience has overtaken price as a decision driver for so many shoppers. Dollar General and, to a lesser degree, Aldi have busted the myth that Amazon has redefined convenience as just being digital. Peppering the landscape with tens of thousands of highly efficient small format stores that are run by skeleton crews, it never gets old for these guys. Stores drive the convenience. Grocery drives the traffic, and the rest takes care of itself. But a slew of other brands and retailers are also leaning into store openings. Individually, it may not be as big as the dollar store numbers in comparison, but collectively, it'll add up really quickly. Retailers like Five Below, the tween and teen discounter, they're planning on opening the most stores in their history, more than 200 locations in fiscal 2023. Right now, Five Below has about 1,300 stores, but they've raised their overall store count potential by 1,000 stores. They took it from 2,500 to a projection of over 3,500. Hibbit Sports is opening new stores in small and mid-sized markets. Boot Barn has plans to open 40 stores. But all of this is a big deal, not just because they're opening stores, but because discretionary categories like apparel and footwear really struggled last year, particularly as inflation took a bite out of consumer budgets. But it's not just happening in those categories. Plenty of grocers have aggressive store growth plans. Whole Foods is ramping up again after being pretty dormant with a plan to open 30 stores every year. 
but it's one more testament to how retailers are bullish on their bricks again. So new store openings are definitely part of the story, but a wave of remodeling and rejiggering is spring-loaded for 2023. And I'm not just talking about a fresh coat of paint. After four to five years of sticking pretty much with the same store layout, Ulta is embarking on a major merchandising overhaul, and a big part of it is about showcasing services and solutions. Target expanded its partnership with Apple to integrate more consumer electronics services into its stores. Last year, I talked about the solutions and services shift, whether it's healthcare, financial services, advertising, or browse, makeup, and salon services. Stores are critical to maximizing and showcasing retailers' services and solutions. The digital rethinking of brick and mortar is one of my top retail trajectories and will definitely continue to be in 2023. But it's one that really will seal the deal on 2023 being the year of the store. Now, we all know that everybody was buzzing about the metaverse last year. Many of the folks that I talk to outside of retail and plenty that operate inside think of the metaverse as an out there concept. But the metaverse is starting to get more grounded, and brick and mortar will be a big bridge to it in 2023. The Outernet District in London is a great example. It's built as a place where communities come together to enjoy culture in breathtaking new ways. It features four-story high video screens, an LED tunnel, an underground music venue that holds up to 2,000 people, pop-up spaces, and more, including state-of-the-art advertising technology. So, of course, brands are going to want a piece of the action. Digital fashion brand Cult and Rain launched its culture world within the outer net late last year with 40 interactive wall-to-wall screens and access to a virtual showroom for the brand. But here's the thing. The focus has already started to shift to making physical experiences feel more like the metaverse rather than the reverse. As more of these technologies are tested and refined in these types of experiential environments that are really cutting edge, they'll make their way into mainline retail spaces. So we started with the far out stuff, but all kinds of practical digital innovations are already infiltrating retail and all of it will explode this year. More retailers are signing up for Amazon's cashierless just walk out technology Walmart's unveiled an augmented reality-powered view-in-your-space capability for furniture and consumer electronics, and it can be used in stores. And coming to a Walmart near you soon, shoppers will be able to point their smartphones at a shelf and instantly sort products based on dietary preferences and other criteria. It's basically going to be like having an in-store search engine. And Walmart's quietly made over 6,000 drone deliveries in the past year. And you've got Best Buy just announcing that they'll be offering in-store pickup for items that are purchased through their live streaming events. So the store is definitely still the core for all of these new innovations and for these efficient, immersive experiences that are going to start to take off in 2023. For years, I've been talking about how retailers are flexing their multi-format mojo. At first, new formats were mostly a way for retailers to enter new markets that may not support their bigger boxes. That's still a big driver for the multi-format movement. It's why Rite Aid just created a new small-format pharmacy that'll allow it to push into new neighborhoods. But in 2023, we'll start to see more retailers leveraging new formats for other purposes. And they'll come in every size and shape, from super small pop-ups to XXL flagships and combo distribution stores. Walmart's been doing the latter for a while, and Target just followed suit last year with a store in Katy, Texas that's 20,000 square feet larger than a normal Target store. 
It's all about supporting same-day fulfillment services for deliveries and digital orders. So small formats are the scale-building secret sauce for plenty of retailers. But those big old flagships aren't going anywhere. In fact, a new generation of flagships will redefine store experience. For WHP, which is the licensing and brand marketing company that now owns all the RS assets, the rebirth of Babies RS will kick off with a 10,000-square-foot store at the American Dream Mall in New Jersey this summer. It'll be a flagship store really focused on experiences, what RS has been known for in the past. That's the same mall where WHP relaunched Toys R Us in 2021 with a flagship store. And Sephora keeps opening flagship stores, even as it forges partnerships with retailers like Kohl's. The next Sephora flagship is heading to London in March. All these innovations will make stores more relevant and more valuable, especially as retailers do digitize their stores, then monetize all of that coming and going through their in-house ad shops. In episode 42, in my interview with the founder of Brand Crush, we went much more in-depth on it. Now, she really understands the vision for where all this is going, and she really gets how retailers and brands should go about it. So I encourage you to check out that episode. I'll post all of this in the show notes, by the way, so you'll have it there. Are you ready for the year of the store? I sure am. I mean, it's been such a long time coming, and it won't look like anything we've seen before. I'm speaking at several events in the next few months about owning and optimizing bricks-based opportunities. Those of you who operate stores, those who provide solutions and services that support physical retail, this really is your year. Whether you provide experiences that are high-touch, high-tech, or somewhere in between, there's room all along the spectrum if you meet shoppers where they are. Thanks for listening in today. I've got some really cool interviews planned for you up ahead. And in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, ideas, or stories to share. Ping me at carol at speakermanretail.com or hit my shiny new site at speakermanretail.com to check out more insights, subscribe to my updates, and get the latest on events and other happenings. And if you like what you're hearing, please do like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you next time.